Hello, and welcome to A Simple Podcast. My name is Anthony. I have a love for music and marketing, and all I'm trying to do is bridge those two things together and talk to some really cool people in music. In this episode, we'll be talking to Andres, an independent artist from Bakersfield, California. This interview was recorded towards the end of 2019, and we not only reflect on his accomplishments over the past year, but what specifically introduced him into this genre of music, the pros and cons of being an independent artist, and how we constructively criticize constructive criticism. Thank you for listening, and remember, making good music is hard, but marketing your music shouldn't be. It's simple. So I have Anders right here. I mean, uh, Andres. <laughs> My name is Anders Holmvik, and I'm a workaholic. That's great. I mean, I thought you were a bad boy. I, I, I guess you're a workaholic now. Of a lot of things. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, my name is Andreas or Andres, however you wish to say it. And uh, I am a musician and an artist of some sorts. And uh, yeah, I release music and I tour. That's what I do. <laughs> some may call you the Brown Knight. Uh, could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely... Um, it started off uh, as a joke between my friends, and then we kind of kept joking about it, and then now we're still joking about it. So that, that's that's about all it is. It, it's just basically a, a play on of uh, the Dark Knight because we're all big Dark Knight trilogy fans, and I don't know. One day, maybe maybe it was someone else, maybe it was me. I don't know, but we started calling me the Brown Knight, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> it is funny. I mean, it, it's clever, you know. It's just me and my friends goofing around. You know, man, uh, that's the dream. Just chilling, hanging out with friends, goofing off. But yeah, man, uh, thank you so much for, you know, taking some time out of your day to talk to me so that we can talk about you, your life, and your music career. It, it should be fun. Now, you say that you go on tour quite frequently and play a lot of shows. Um, didn't you just play a couple of cool shows not too long ago? I did. In fact, the last few shows I played were probably some of the best this year uh, in terms of like um, opportunity wise. So I played a lot of shows this year. I did a headliner tour and um, I did it, uh, I think it was like February. Yeah, it was in February. And then I did a direct support tour for Kurt in the summer. And then right after that, I did a few weeks in the UK. Uh, just like a headliner, just like, you know, I, I went to the UK a few years ago, so I wanted to go back and kind of like, uh, I guess, capitalize on the people that were interested in the, in that tour a few years ago, you know, and then, uh, you know, the, just like try to get my feet wet and just try to spread the music across the pond, so to say. And then after that, I geared up for another headliner and then uh, that was a month, and that was in uh, November. And then more recently, I played three shows with The Fall of Troy. And then uh, a few days ago, I was direct support for Nova Charisma, which is uh, Donovan from Hail the Sun, his new project. So I, I did um, play with them in San Antonio. And then actually tomorrow, I'm flying out to Chicago to play another show with them. And the the last show was actually the one in San Antonio was really good, so I'm, I have uh, really good expectations for Chicago, and then yeah, the Fall of Troy shows that that was just like a great opportunity, because you know the Fall of Troy they only play a few shows a year, and they got such a like dedicated cult fan base, so there was definitely like those shows were pretty big and um, they're really nice cool guys, and it was just a good opportunity that I was. Um, Super stoked on. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet I would kill to play with those guys. They've been not only a big part of me musically, but also personally, you know, just for like casual listening. Like before I started to play in bands and become active in the music scene, like that was a really, really big band for me, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. I'll never like my cousin actually introduced me to them when I was like, in fifth grade or fifth or sixth grade and my cousin um it was funny because my cousin he was like in high school and i was like you know in fifth grade or whatever like he was a little bit older than me 
so he was always like ahead of the the curve like i was like just discovering like green or you know like green day and blank and my chemical romance my cousin <laughs> was like oh you're just discovering that he's like i listen to this shit now and he was like, <laughs> to follow troy and circus survive and chiotos and stuff like that and I was like, oh, shit, like, I didn't even know about this. And so he, my cousin really was the one who always put me on to, uh, like, the, the the new bands in the scene and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, and when I first, you know, heard Fall of Troy, um, my, my cousin was like, yeah, this is, like, the hardest shit that I listened to. And I was like, <laughs> damn, this is some hard shit. Like, and, yeah, I've always loved Fall of Troy. So um, definitely... Um, Definitely honored to have been a part of uh, their shows this year. Yeah, man, I, I cannot fathom what kind of honor that must have been to to play with a band at that caliber, you know? I mean, with that being said, I mean, are there any other artists that you've played with that, you know, give you that feeling of like, dang, I used to listen to them and, and now you're playing with them, you know? like I mean, I definitely, like, I was I was a huge Kurt Dance Gavin Dance fan in um, high school, so... Yeah, definitely playing with Kurt all the time. That's always really, um, it's still really fun for me. But I don't know anyone else that I've opened up for that I'm like, wow, I used to listen. I'm not sure. I I can't really think right now. Um, Fall Troy, Kurt. um, Actually, uh, one of the shows, the number 12 looks like you was playing. And that's also one of my favorite bands. Oh right, that was at the uh, Fall of Troy show as well, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was definitely an honor as well. Yeah, man, that that's insane. And with that being said, with the amount of tours that you've been on and the amazing people that you've had the opportunity to play with, I mean, you've done all of this DIY, right? I mean, you you have no label, um, you have an agent, right? Like in itself that is just such an accomplishment as to how far you've gone without the kind of support that a record label gives you you know like it it's crazy man cuz like i feel like a lot of young and aspiring bands like their goal is to be signed to a record label you know and i mean i've been there and i'm i'm sure you've been there as well in terms of your goal just being or, or just wanting to be on a record label like that is it, you know, like that is the dream. That is the definition of success in music. I mean, like now, after all that you've accomplished without needing that label or without needing the thing that we were told or what we thought to believe that was the goal. I mean, what is your dream now or what is the goal that you're trying to attain to? Cause from what it looks like to me, man, like you're, you're super happy. You're killing it. Um, what is next for you, you know, or what is your dream now? Is your dream to still strive to be on a label? Because if, if we like take a step back and, and look at your fan base now, and I, I kind of joked about this earlier with you in terms of you being super famous and, and having a big backing, but like you already have an an established fan base you know like you're not drake or anything but you you have fans and it and it seems like you're happy where you're at but again what what is the goal now you know what is your dream now i would say that i'm not the happiest i could be i feel like um i think i've just always kind of been like this i really like strive for greatness and um i mean i'm happy in the sense of like uh i'm just happy like in general but i would say that in terms of like where i want to be in my career i'm not content and i would like to keep working towards bigger and better things and so far i've been having to do most of these things on my own like on my own dime on my own time and uh i've had you know obviously my um my agent helps me you know book these tours and um you know i got some good friends that I, I have that can help me with the um, recording side of things and pictures and videos. And, um, you know, of course, I'm paying all these people. But, you know, like, I, yeah. I, I'm lucky that there are obviously, you know, people that, like, I, I've been able to befriend and trust. And I feel like I have, like, a really cool circle around me that I can work with, 
um, whenever I need to, really. And um, I'd like to, you know, like expand. I, I definitely would like to expand more. I'm not trying. I wouldn't necessarily say that <clears throat> I don't want to be in a label, but I think that being on a label necessarily isn't the dream. And I think that the, being on a label is more of like a tool. And so far, um, I haven't necessarily needed that tool for where I am now, but I definitely could see where maybe in the future that tool could help me get to where I really want to be. Um, but I think for where I am now, I think that it's okay that I'm independent and that I'm, um, you know, doing everything on my own time, on my own dime. And uh, I don't really have anyone telling me like how to do things. It's definitely like, it's, it's like uh, deciding to be independent and like touring and releasing as much music as I do and like the amount of time I do it. It's definitely like a wake up and you think about it and then you go to sleep and you're still thinking about it. Like it's it's like an all day thing. You have to wake right. up, like be like, OK, what am I doing today? And then you have to also think like, oh, what am I doing two months from now? What am I doing three months from now? Like I had like this whole year planned out uh, 2019. I had it planned out like at the beginning of the year and now I'm here at the end of the year and I did everything that I planned that I wanted to do. Being independent has its perks. And then you can also get to a really cool place, I think, being independent um that you that a label maybe like maybe like an independent label or a smart label really couldn't do and mm -hmm. um i think as long as you just like set goals for yourself and like come up with plans and like figure out who you need to work with and when you need to work with them and then how you want to do everything you know but it's definitely a learning lesson i feel like i've learned a lot through it you know like i don't think i'm like the master of being a diy artist i just think that i've learned a lot through my trials and errors and uh so far it seems like it's uh it's it's working you know it's not like i'm like failing miserably but i think yeah. i definitely have like a lot more to learn and a lot more to plan i think i think i got i think i got a lot more work to do one would argue that everyone should have that mindset you know like you said you know always striving for greatness always aspiring to do more and just you know being the very best version of you. And I mean, that is such a great answer with, with how you said that, you know, you could have gone two completely different ways. Like when I asked, what's it like being independent? You could have just been straight up like, oh, I don't need a label. Uh -huh. It's just, it, it baffles me to see how humble and, and, you know, how level-headed you are about being independent. Because, I mean, I, I, I've seen it firsthand, man. Like, someone can be on a record label and think they're the greatest band out there. Or independent artists that believe that they are larger than life because they've gotten to where they are at without the need of a label. I used to want to be on a label really bad. You know, I think, like, like you said, like, we all did. Like, we all thought, like, oh, this is the ticket, you know? But then you realize that a label really is just, um, depending on how big the label is, uh, you know, they're they're mainly like a bank loan. You know, they 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 give you the money to record a project, but then they own the project, and then they give you money to like you know make videos and stuff, but then you still owe them that money back from the sales of the project, and then. Yeah um obviously they're supposed to market you like that's like the main thing like a label's interest is supposed to be they own your music and of course they want to make money off of your music so they should market you so that's why the project can make money so everyone's making money right but i yeah. think i think that like the you know the internet has become such a tool that everyone can use and i think even labels um from what I've seen, like a lot of the smaller labels, like the independent labels, the ones that like we used to like look up to and think that they were like the shit, I don't think they're really putting in the uh, the effort to like market bands. And I think like bands are just becoming big off their own dime and like off their own marketing and stuff. These bands have to be like self sufficient, you know. And I think it's to the point where like these labels actually need these bands where it used to be the other way around. It used to be that the bands needed the label, but now it feels like the labels need the bands in order to, in order to still like exist or something. Yeah, man, I could not have said that any better, you know, like more and more as time goes on, the independent artist is just becoming much more powerful 
because of the resources that we have accessible now. I mean, back then all we had was MySpace and it was very difficult for just anyone to learn production and, and be able to demo songs out. Now it's, it's very easy. It's very accessible and that could be a good thing and a bad thing as well because we have so much music. We have so much content out there that we have to market it correctly and we have to get it in front of the right people. But I mean, kind of going back to what we were saying, um, if you were to ask me six, seven years ago what my goal was, it was to be on a label, right? And there was a lot of people that would make fun of me because they're like, no, fuck labels. Uh, they're never going to own me. DIY till I fucking die. You know, like that kind of mentality. Like I would in turn make fun of those people because it's like... It's kind of hard not to make fun of anyone who talks like that. Like... <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. But like people who, um, you know, in turn say like, oh, I would never sign to a label. Like, why would you just disregard a label right then and there? You know, um, with a label, I, I feel like it's all a timing thing now. And again, six, seven years ago, I wanted to just jump the gun and get signed. But the more, like you said, too, the more you learn, the more you get exposed to the industry and the more you're involved with it, you start to learn that at the end of the day, you're you're not out there to impress the labels. You're out there to, you know, make yourself happy and, and grow yourself as an artist. And on the subject about marketing, what works for artist A may or may not work for artist B, you know, because every project has different needs and, and different goals. And to get to those goals that you set up there, there's different paths and, and different ways that you could achieve what it is that you want. There is no right way to get to the ultimate goal, whatever it may be for you as an artist. Um, it, it all depends on your location. It depends on who you know, and it depends on your budget. You know, it, it could go a, a variety of different ways. Um, and for you, Andres, I mean, on, on the subject of marketing yourself, marketing your music and things like that. How do you um, leverage Facebook and, and use social media as a way to market your music? And um, do you know like the intricacies of Facebook? I'll, I'll explain a little bit later on. I would say I'm pretty savvy, but I don't know if I'm the master. But um, I do spend a lot of time uh, actually on Facebook doing like different like promotion stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I like um, like whenever I do a show or um, whenever I'm like doing a tour that like I'm headlining, like I'm basically like responsible for those people to come to the show because it's my name. You know, like I'm headlining the show. So yeah. um, I'll, I'll go to, you know, I'll go to like the extents of searching up past events that I've played at in that city and then mm -hmm. like searching everyone who went to that show. You know what I mean? Because that's all like on Facebook, like Facebook's like a big database for um everything you know like every past event you know there's always an event for a show so like i yeah. could go to um for example i'll use chad as an example you know chad has mm -hmm. uh, uh he has his bit crusher page and he has all his events past and present i can go to all his past events that i've played and i can see who went or who was interested and i can actually personally message them and invite them to a show that I'm playing. And I'll literally spend hours on Facebook just doing that. And that and that's I mean it, it's a it's a form of um it's a that's a form of advertising, but like without uh paying, you know, like because you can like you can like promote a post on Facebook, but like that doesn't guarantee that everyone sees it. I can't tell you how many times people will like message and be like, Oh, I had no idea that you were playing. And it's like yeah. real I've been posting about it for like the last few months and they're just like, I'm sorry, I didn't see it. So it's like, I just feel like there's always so much, there's always so much more advertising that you could do on different terms. And yeah. I think it's as simple as just seeing the people, finding the people that are interested in your music and sending them a message, a personal invitation saying like, Hey, you should come out to my show. You know, that lets them know that you're coming, you know, that you're coming. And then if they, if they didn't know that you're coming now, they know. Like, I'll literally sit at the computer for hours just sending messages like, hey, I'm playing in your town. You should come. Stuff like that. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily what you were asking. But that's just, like, how I use Facebook as, like, as like a tool. 
essentially that that is what I was asking. Where I was kind of going with this is that um, what Simple is kind of built on is um, to teach people on how to use Facebook advertising strategies efficiently and effectively. But I mean, look at you as an example. You're you're touring. You've been to the UK. You're playing shows with some bands that I look up to still to this day. Like you're just doing other simple stuff. Um, you know, just messaging people individually. Like that works for you. You know, and then begs my other question, like what else works for you? Because for those who have not met you in person, you're you're very approachable. You're you're very, very nice. How important is that when you're playing shows, just your your overall personality personality, like how important is it yeah. for you to build genuine relationships and build friendships with other people? Yeah, I think it's just a combination of everything. You know, I, I still do the promoted posts and I still um I still try to, I mean, I still try to like post just in general as much as I can. And I still also like, you know, I think creating a narrative or like creating like some sort of community behind um, your product is obviously like important, you know, like obviously there's like swan posting and that's like a whole community that's dedicated to dance, Gavin dance. And like that whole group, like they're basically you know, doing all the advertising for the fan base themselves. And like, you know what I mean? Like they're doing that on their own, which is like amazing, you know? So like I have like a little, um, I noticed that one of my friends started like a little group, like a Facebook group for uh, my music. So I kind of been trying to pay attention to it more and try to try to help them like start a little community within it itself. Because like, that's always like a great thing, you know, like, having people feel like they're a part of community when it comes to your music and stuff. Yeah, man, that, that is very important. And on the subject of community, that is like critical, both in the online and the offline world. Like you want to build a community. That is what a scene is at the heart of it all. You know, um, in terms of the online world, the way to build a community and where Facebook's head is at. Um, but if you just, turn on the TV. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's an adverti- there's a there's an ad on TV, there's a commercial about Facebook groups. Yep, that that is the ad that I am uh, talking about. You know, like Facebook groups are are just super important to businesses that I'm working with and just any other artists, you know, like you mentioned even Dance Given Dance, Blackville Brides, um, there's a bunch of emo groups, pop punk groups, the list goes on. Those groups are super valuable because Facebook's focus is on building a community. Like their slogan is bringing people closer together. Now, their big focus right now is Facebook groups because they have that commercial that they're pushing out. Even on YouTube, you'll you'll get hit with that Facebook group advertise, advertisement, um, building a community. Again, that is the underlying thing that musicians should be building up, a community, whether it be online or offline. And at the end of the day, uh, friendship and community building, that that's all that music is, you know? You're trying to build a community with the music that you're putting out there. And as an example, you know, your live shows, all those people in the crowd, that is your community. Those are your friends, you know? Exactly. And it's like, it's. I mean, of course, like, you have to think of music as a business if you want to keep on playing music. And it's not even like a, I don't even think it's like a bad thing to talk about, you know, music as a business. Like you should understand it's a business, but obviously the reason why you're playing music to begin with is because you have good intentions, you know? Right. Like just because I'm like talking about music, like as if it's, um, as if it's, you know, all just like a product and, you know, the consumers or whatever. It's like, (laughs) it's, you know, it's definitely not like that. Like you have to think about it like that in some ways, but at the end of the day, it's like, why, why do I make music in the first place? And like, why do I play shows? And clearly it's, you know, there's like, um, obviously there's a good intention behind it. Yeah. Uh, a hundred percent, man. And what do you think of that statement? You know, when, when people are like, oh, they're just in it for the money. Um, I don't know about you, but we're not like bathing in dollars, you know, but it, it is something that we are passionate about. And if we make money off of it, then that's cool. You know, like, yeah. 
there's like so many things behind that statement. It's like, well, yeah, sometimes like these people are adults and they do need to like pay their rent and shit. It's like, yeah, they I guess they are in it for the money. Yeah. And then, but I guess like, you know, I think most musicians they start playing music and they start doing this with good intentions. And I think some of them learn how to really evolve within that. And then some of them like don't necessarily, so then they end up falling off. Um but yeah, I, I think like everyone's I think everyone would love to be that artist that grows and evolves within it like appropriately to where like they are making more money and they are growing their fan base, but they also are making music that they feel like is um an evolution of their sound, like a good evolution. Right. Like not just something to stay relevant or, you know, like those those artists that think like, hey, this isn't selling anymore. Now we got to flip the switch and, and do what's cool, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like there's like, I think like Bring Me the Horizon, like their fans have evolved with them and they like welcome their new sound because I guess they, they did it in a way that seemed genuine. Which that's very, very rare in like the, you know, quote unquote, big leagues. Um, it, it's very difficult to keep a fan base happy because, you know, we've seen it like, oh, I liked their older stuff better. Oh, their new stuff sucks. Or, oh, their new stuff is way better than their old stuff, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is rare. But then again, it's like Dance Gavin Dance. They stayed so true to their sound. And they just kept on coming out with good stuff that's in their sound. And they also have grown and evolved immensely. It's interesting to watch artists and bands do, like grow so big and like the different routes that they take. Yeah, man. Um, with that being said, let's, let's actually um, use you as an example for that. Where are you at in terms of your evolution? Like earlier, you mentioned you're not where you would want to be, you know? Like if we were to take a step back on your career what has your progression as an artist uh been like i think what i've noticed and what i feel most comfortable with and i think it's like my um formula so to say is that uh, my thing is like i need to make a song that i'm proud of and i've always really felt like that and um when I first when I came out with that first album, Strange Memories, as I was writing the songs, I was actually really trying to get signed to a label. And so I was trying to make the best songs that of like my sound that I could make that were like also like the safest. Because I wanna mm-hmm. like people to be like, Oh, this is like safe. Like we could we could invest in this kind of thing. And so that so I really uh that first album, Strange Memories, there's like hardly any rapping and there's like hardly any like those songs are definitely like me like there's no doubt about it but there was just like a lot more thought into like restrictions on that album for sure there's a lot more i i was i was very conscious about restricting certain like things like and um you know they they felt kind of stiff in a way and i'm not digging your music you it goes without saying that i love your music you know or else we wouldn't be friends yeah um like when you compare Quinn or Sunday School to your latest record, they're very, you know, to the book. Yeah, like, they're very safe. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, I was, I, well, I still am, but I, I work with this producer slash mixer. He doesn't produce my stuff, he just mixes it, but his name is Casey Bates. And he would give mm-hmm. me pointers because, you know, he, he's worked with a lot of industry bands. So he would give me pointers on my music. He would say, Oh, I don't think you should rap here. Or things like that, or or like he would take out like certain uh, lyrics, <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah. "I don't think you can say that." And um, and I and I trusted him, and uh, I mean, I, I still think it's a great um, product for what it is, and you know, the time where my mindset was. But um, after I like listened to him, and I listened to like what I thought was like the restrictions that I needed to do, I the album was done, and then at the end of the day, uh, no none of the labels were interested or anything. So I was like, okay, well, no one's interested. I'm just going to release it by myself and I'm going to tour as much as I can. And I'm going to see, you know, where that takes me. Release videos, you know, release content, create like a narrative behind like who I am and my music. And uh, so I just did that. And after doing that for 
you know, like a year or so, I was like, oh, like I've actually kind of uh, created a little following here. You know, like maybe I maybe um, it's a good thing that I didn't uh, actually sign with the label because I feel like this is like a little bit more organic and all the like the money's coming right back to me and I get to invest it back into writing, uh, recording new music. So then so when I started writing songs for the next album, I didn't care at all about like trying to impress like a label or anything. I was just like, I'm going to rap. I'm going to say this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just be as like fun as I possibly, or just like, you know, no restrictions. And one of the first songs mm-hmm. was uh, self-aware and that song, like to me, that was like, ah, like I'm back, you know, uh, that, that, you know, I'm rapping and uh, I'm talking crazy and uh, there's like a rock part and uh, like to me like that was like you know what i mean that that's like the epitome of like the shit that i really really like to do no definitely man and you you say it straight up in the in the song you know like you you gave your heart to all of those labels or uh, i'm probably butchering the lyric but <laughs> no no yeah it was uh i gave my music to all of these labels like you yeah, know there's... oh but like i gotta keep going kind of thing so that that song to me kind of marks where i really i guess like in a tiny little evolution that song was like me saying like ah, oh, like i'm not gonna have any more restrictions for myself or think that i need to like i'm just gonna like you know do myself or whatever then i released that song with the video and um that song was very well received and to this day like that's you know everyone's favorite song from uh, the people that listen to my music that's like I, it's like I have to play that song, you know. And uh, so right. after I saw how well that song did, that's when I was like, "Oh, that's when things started to click." I was like, "Oh, like you don't necessarily need uh, an independent label or anything. Like you don't necessarily need restrictions on yourself. Like you can really make something that you believe in, and you can really put it out there, and it, and it could work." That's just been my thing, really. I just um, and, and I, I don't really have like. Um, a mindset where like oh i need to go in and i need to write like a billion songs that sound like self-aware like that's that's the other thing where it's like i just like to see what happens you know like i never know what when i like tell myself i'm gonna sit down and write a song i never know what kind of song i'm gonna write i just see what happens right which that's how it should be you know yeah that's why like my latest album is like totally like you know a lot more like slower songs and stuff i've never done before because at the end of the day, you know, music should be fun, right? Like you should write stuff that you should have fun writing it as well as like trying to make something that you're proud of. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there. Like you should definitely be proud of your music. And at its core, like like we said, going back to the whole label thing, like for any musician starting out, the goal is for one, the label. But at the end of the day, the goal should be to make music that is for you. Because that's what it is for. You know, it's a creative outlet. A label is nice. Money is nice. All that stuff is is just icing on the cake. You know, what gets me juiced about music is writing a song that I am super proud of or putting out a song that I can just feel confident in and confident in my ability as a musician. Like music should be for you because it, it is your creative outlet. Like nothing or no one should get in the way of that. Now, one thing that did come to my mind when when you were saying about like the restrictions that, you know, like your producer said, like, oh, don't don't rap here or or make it this way, you know, to quote unquote, play it safe. Um, Do you ever think back or or, um, you know, like what if you didn't restrict it? You know, like what if what if they're like in an alternate universe, you, you just had it to whatever was in your mind no filter, no restrictions. Do you think you'd still be where you're at if you wrote the songs differently? Like, do you think it would have made a difference as to where you're at in your career now? Uh, not necessarily. I don't think it would have made a huge difference. Um, I, I don't really necessarily like to look, I, I don't like to dwell on the past so much. Like, I feel like what's done is done, you know? And, um, there's like some songs on Strange Memories that were like a little bit longer or had like other things going on, but um, on the uh, on Casey's notes, I I was like, okay, yeah, we'll take those parts out and stuff. I don't like necessarily regret it or anything. I, I don't really. I guess I don't really care that much. Like I'm happy. 
I'm happy with the way that album sounds and like that album's like, you know, I'm happy with it and it's good. Like I don't have any regrets or anything. Like it is what it is kind of thing. I, I don't think that like where I would be right now would be any different if I left in like some ridiculous lyric or like some like long part. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'd still be here. And I think that like, you know, I think the work ethic and the music videos is really where why I'm here now. More so than just like a little part in the song that I took out. That that's a great way to put it. And kind of flipping the switch here, but going back to I, I wanna go back to, you know, um your friends and, and establishing relationships, you know, like I think you're successful. Obviously, like for you, there are things that you can work on or things that you want to evolve into, you know, but at its core um, how important do you think the relationship building throughout your, you know, career has impacted it? Because, I mean, I don't, I don't know your personal life, but from what I can see, a lot of the, like, your inner circle of people are people that you work with on the regular. Like, how important is that when starting out, you know, and, and trying to get your name out there? Like, networking, making friends organically, like, how critical should that be or, or how important should that be when starting yeah. out um i think having a good mindset when you just like approach this whole thing and, and is like the first step you know you there's no room for like an ego or anything like that um outside of the music so like when it comes to like the business side so to say you know like you gotta, you just gotta think like, do I want to go to a restaurant where they're mean to me or, or do I want to go to a restaurant where they're nice to me? And, um, also it's just, I mean, it's just easier to be nice. I don't know. I think yeah. like growing up, I, I was just like, involved in so many different, uh, worlds. Like I was like, uh, in soccer, but I was also in orchestra and then I was also in theater and I was also like in gate classes and like smart friends. So like being, I think being a part of different worlds, I realize that everyone is really the same and everyone's really similar and we can all just be friends just by being like nice to each other. Like, um, so I think like, just like going into like the shows and like dealing with people and the music industry, so to say, I'm doing air quotes by the way. Yeah. I can totally see you doing the air quotes audio waveform. <laughs> the music industry doing air quotes, just like everyone should be, um, friendly to each other and, there's no doubt that that kind of just takes you a long way. We all got to work together, you know, like the idea of a scene is that we got to work together. The idea is that, you know, hey, we got to play shows together and your fans got to become my fans or, you know, with an agent. It's like, hey, like, you know, you got to book my shows and then I got to get bigger so you can get paid more and then we're all happy. But also the intention behind it is like, hey, like I believe in you because you're a good person. And then it's like, hey, I believe in you because I like your music. So there's always mm -hmm. like good intentions behind it. And then um, later comes like the helping out part. But yeah, being a <laughs> I feel like I went on a bunch of different tangents. But yeah, being being friendly and approachable could never, ever hurt you in any field that you're in. Definitely. I mean, even just like outside of music, I, I've tried it, you know, just being super approachable, being super nice, like opening the door for someone or just smiling at someone while you're walking down the street as, as creepy as that sounds. But it, it's a huge difference in terms of how you present yourself and how people interact with you back or how they greet you or say goodbye to you. You know, it, it's just little things that you can do to again just build a community around you I, uh, on my shows like i'm always at the merch table and i'm always like thanking people for being on my show and i mean it i'm genuinely grateful that they're there and that they're there to like have fun with me and uh i also think that because there's such a like fun environment on my shows like because i'm so like approachable i feel like that's why they want to come back and um and i think that's just like it makes sense you know it makes sense that it makes sense you know it's like like i said about the restaurant thing 
I want to go to that restaurant where the food is good and the people there are really nice to me. And they're like, hey, you know, how are you doing? Thank you for being here, you know? See, like, that's, like, good business, quote-unquote. But the intention yeah. is there, you know? The people that own that restaurant, they love to make food and they love to make people happy with their food. So it's a win-win for everybody. You know, I've heard a lot of shit, but I've never heard someone use a restaurant as an analogy for a band. That is quality content right there, man. That That's awesome. Man, you can use anything. Like, you can use a store. Um, you can use, uh, well, actually, what else? <laughs> Honestly, like, anything. Like, uh, even, like, a gym, you know? Like, you want to go to that gym where the people, like, know you and they're like, hey, man, like, you know? <laughs> The intent, the intention of a gym is like it's it's uh, it's good intentions, you know. Like you want to own a gym, you want to own a business where people get to like better themselves and be healthy, and then like obviously like that's like a good intention. And then you know when the people are coming to the gym and you're nice to them, they're like, wow, I really like coming to this gym. Not only am I um, getting to run on the treadmill and lift some weights and like feel good about myself or whatever. But you know, the people there are nice and there's like a sense of community behind that gym. Community is just such an important thing in, in music, in life, just everything and anything, you know, anything that, that makes you feel welcomed, which is usually associated with the community. It's great for, you know, just everyone. But, I mean, just like anything good in life, there are bad sides to it. I know we've been focusing on the good of community building and all the benefits and stuff. But now let's talk about the bad because that is still an apparent thing everywhere, you know, and we, we can't ignore it, unfortunately. And, I mean, when it comes to the negative stuff that does come out of community or just outsiders trying to get a taste of your community how do you cope with the bad um you know whether it be nasty comments online uh constructive criticism about your music the way i usually handle that is that i take it with the grain of salt you know i would just be interested to hear how you cope with that kind of stuff because we're in music you know that music is subjective but you know people love to talk you know i, I gotta be honest there's you know there's uh with the internet anyone can leave a comment and people love doing that <laughs> and you know what even at my shows because i'm so approachable sometimes people also love to tell me their comments in, in person yo are you serious yeah yeah especially oh drunk people God. at shows they're fun <laughs> god people that that really it really irks me that people have the audacity to just come up to you and like in person. I mean, it, it's one thing being a keyboard warrior, you know, it, it's not face-to-face -face contact, but if you have, you know, the balls to go up to someone, especially a musician or just anyone that, that is in the creative field or that is just, just anyone in person, you know, it's, you don't just go up to someone and say, hey, I don't like you, you know, why would you do that to someone in music, you know? Um, you know, I don't know. It's not even necessarily that they're trying to be that these people are trying to be mean. I, I get what you're saying though by you bringing that up. Like sometimes, just like when you're at a show, just like people, just strangers will just come up to you and just like ask you like I don't know, just questions out of nowhere. They're, or they'll say things and you're just like, what? Like you wouldn't do that. Like uh, I don't know, like on the corner of the street or something. Yeah, I mean that that's crazy. I mean at shows, anything shouldn't go, but. I mean, that's that's just how people are. You know, it, it sucks. Yeah, people, I don't know, pe people love to, they love to talk. People just love to, like, people, actually, at the end of the day, everyone wants their opinion to be heard. And they love to share their opinions. You know, that's what the internet's for, is so we can constantly share our opinions and then people, you know, validate our opinions or whatever. I don't know. So, for some reason, people's opinions are, like, everything to them and, they need their opinions to constantly be heard or or whatever. And, um, and yeah, people do the same thing in real life. You know, I'll have people come up to me and they're just like, yeah, like, um, I don't know, like, I didn't like your new album or whatever. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> or, or just like, I, I never heard of you and I see what you're doing, but I feel like you could do it better. I don't know. Just like 
people people say things like that all the time. And then, you know, of course, on the internet, oh, this song sucks, or this is terrible, or oh, this is whatever, you know, or <laughs> I don't know. Everyone just has to share their opinion. And I, I would be lying enough if I would be lying if I said it never bothered me. Of course, like, you know, sometimes it's just like, ugh, that's annoying. I, I think if anything, it's annoying. I just I think the idea of somebody having to go out of their way to like express their uh negative like to express their discontent with your art i I think like that's just kind of annoying but i mean because like i wouldn't do that like if i if i listened to a song and i was just like and if i wasn't into it my first thought is i'm gonna write a comment and try to have somebody read it or whatever like i would just (laughs) close i would just go i don't know i'll just close the video yeah you just skip it or change the song yeah yeah but people, I don't know, they love to share their opinions, and their opinions mean so much. So, you know, I get that. And I kind of just have to, like, I have to, like, tell myself. I have to, like, remind myself sometimes, like, you know, this is just how people are. They want their opinion to be heard. It's not like if they saw you down the street, they'd yell at you and try to kill you or something. Right. It's just... Unless they're drunk at a show and and come up to you, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's uh, with art, you know. There's going to always be opinions. As far as like criticism or whatever, um, I don't think anyone could criticize my music to a point where I would like listen to it because, like I said, like it's all about just I want to make a song that I'm proud of. Yeah, I mean, it it it's self fulfillment at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, I mean, also like I I think music um like lyrically should move you and um i like i don't know i I don't really see i feel like i'm trying to make music that uh moves people and i don't really see where there's like room for constructive criticism because how can you like constructively criticize like someone's feelings yeah, man, I've I've actually never thought of it that way. That that is the first time that I am exposed to that concept. But it it makes sense. Like if someone writes a song about a breakup or or something very very you know personal to them, like who am I to tell them like, hey, you shouldn't say it this way or leave a comment on a song and say like, hey, um, you know, you should have said it like this. You know, I I don't know what they felt at that time and again music is a creative outlet and construct like criticizing someone's feelings you know based on the lyrics that they wrote i i again i've I've never thought of it that way um you should consider writing a book man that those are some (laughs) thoughts you got in there i i I just feel like i i have time to think about all these things and i guess i'm thinking i mean like of course i think before people's negative comments would bother me more and i think i have to like really figure out why it was bothering me and then I had to figure out how I can get it to not bother me and so I guess like where I've come to now is just realizing that you know people are always going to have an opinion about something and they're always going to want to share it whether it's good or bad and obviously the, the the good opinions like that's that's great you know that's like hey they're they're clapping like hey I like your art you know I like it I, I and it and it's moving me and like that's the point you know that that was the point to begin with but um of course you know there's always gonna be negative comments and i guess you just have to like try to remind yourself that it just i, I guess it just doesn't matter like if somebody has something bad to say there's just no way that you can let it actually matter pretty much man and it it all goes back to you know at heart like you have to be proud of your music your music is for you you know yeah yeah i mean that's it's like at the end of the day if you like really feel so negatively about like something that i put a lot of time and effort i guess i just didn't put all that time and effort for you to begin with hashtag undress for for prez for 2020 I don't know, man. I have a lot of I have a lot of different thoughts, and sometimes they kind of like go into different thoughts. Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. Uh, well, I don't want to keep you for too long. I mean, we've been talking for almost an hour now. Um, but before I let you go, I did let some friends know that I was going to be talking to you 
Um, they they did have a couple of questions. If if that's cool, if if I can ask you, sounds great. Emily from Washington wants to know how you get away with being so cheesy. Oh, um, well, I would say that I love being cheesy, and I think it's like I, like I, I grew up like as a theater kid, and uh, also like. Blink-182 is one of my favorite bands ever. And their mm-hmm. music videos, like, I would watch their music videos religiously. And I think I've always just been a fan of uh, cheesy. Um, I've always been a fan of cheesy. I love it. I think it's <laughs> it's just my favorite. The second question is from Cheetah. Oh, what's up, Cheetah? He would like to know what your dream tour lineup, including yourself, would be wow cheetah i'm interpreting this as dead or alive and as out there as you would want it to be um it just has to include yourself limit to five bands in total or five artists in total my dream tour does it have to make sense nah okay my dream tour would be uh drake my chemical romance and um. Hmm. Taking back Sunday. <laughs> uh, hold on. I feel like I should add another like hip hop artist just to make that make a little bit of sense. Um. Kanye. Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West. Got it. That's that's just what comes. No, actually, no, no, no. Actually. Chance the Rapper. Dude, I'm so happy that you said Drake and, and Chance because, no joke, that's what I told them, that he is going to choose, or on that list, it's going to have Drake and or Chance the Rapper, like, no doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are my favorites. Actually, I like to do two separate tours. I like to do a tour with Mike Kim and Take It Back Sunday and then a tour with Drake and Chance the Rapper. That way, that makes more sense. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd kill to see either of those tours become a reality. Actually, not not that I would make sense on that bill, but it would make sense to see those two. Nah, man, you you'd make sense to be there. And just going for full circle to our to the beginning of our conversation. I mean, you're making music that you want to make, you know. So genre, it, it, that doesn't come into play here, you know. I mean, I, I'm sure you have enough songs to where you could tour with a hip hop artist at that caliber, you know, maybe one day. Maybe. I feel like I'm not much of a rap artist. Like, I feel like I have rap moments in my songs, but I don't really have, like, rap songs. Also, like, on a separate note, I'd like to do a tour with uh, Say Anything and Bright Eyes. Oh, yeah. I feel like, if anything, that would make a little bit more sense for me to be on a tour with one of those guys. That would be, like, a dream. Well, man, I'll I'll do everything in my power to make it happen. I'll I'll call your agent up right now. Hey, thanks, (laughs) dog. Yeah, well, uh, thanks, dude. I I had a lot of fun uh, speaking with you. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Always good to catch up. Yeah, man. Uh, Thank you. Uh, We'll catch up again soon. All right. Much love, Anthony. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Later. Later, man. Hey, you made it to the end. If you have any specific questions about marketing your music, feel free to visit our website at oddlysimple.xyz and see you next time.